the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome aboard Backbone Radio. Matt Dunn here. Gonna blab away for the next three hours, 4 to 7 p.m. Blake Gallagher. Back there behind the glass, that expert, amazing human being back there. Boy, we're lucky. We're lucky Blake comes in and puts this all together behind behind the glass. And what is it? August 6th, 2023, 74 degrees outside, been kind of kind of overcast, one of those cloudy days, a lot of dew on the ground this morning. And that's one of those where you wonder, do I need to put on sunscreen or not? Because the clouds are covering the sun so thoroughly. But then I was reading the UV index was very high today, so we are advised to use sunscreen. And, you know, you try to pay attention to these things. But it's always hard to figure out, isn't it? If it's cloudy, do you do the sunscreen? It's just better just to to do it when you're out and about, as I know backbone country happens to be most all of the time. Oh, we've got a big slate of action this evening. Going to have to talk fast to get it all in. And I would love to hear thoughts from the great and noble high IQ individuals of backbone country. Check in with us if you are at liberty to do so. 303-696-1971 is the phone number. And, oh, looks like my text-to-studio is not quite up just yet. We'll hopefully get that up here momentarily so I can read the uh, the written the written feedback to what we go through. And Megan Rapinoe. thought I might talk a bit about Megan Rapinoe, the soccer player for the United States women's national team. And who was up at 5 a.m. this morning watching the USA women's national team taking on the Swedish women's national team? Anybody? Anybody up watching that game? I know I missed it. (laughs) I missed it somehow. Just one of those things. And the way it worked is we lost. The American women's team lost. Sweden won. And they won 0-0. And that's how you write the score when it's a tie game all the way through the end and then through some overtime. And then you go into a shootout. And the shootouts are very tense, very tense affairs where each team takes a penalty kick, just the one player shooting against the goalie of the other team. And we go back and forth, go back and forth. And whoever gets the most penalty kicks in wins the game. And so Sweden one, because they got more penalty kicks in. We lost because we did not get enough penalty kicks in. And yes, Megan Rapinoe did miss her penalty kick. She missed it. Shot it high over the bar to the right. And missed it by quite a bit, frankly. And ladies and gentlemen know who Megan Rapinoe is. You know, dyes her hair different colors and 
espouses far-left, far-left political viewpoints and is, you know, pretty harsh, pretty harsh on the people who are the moderate center conservative individuals of this country. And one thing I'm going to put out there is just a question. I mean, obviously, this is, I believe it's, yeah, her last World Cup, her last go-round on the American national team. She's getting a little up there in years as far as soccer players go. But boy, you should see how she's being, being uh, you know, criticized or a little uh, what they call a schadenfreude. You know that term, big, long German word meaning taking pleasure in the defeat or the discomfort of another individual where, you know, Megan Rapinoe has, you know, spent time on uh, the left-leaning, far-left cable networks and making her opinions clear that, you know, she thinks anything Republican, anything Trump, anything to in in the center of this country is is bad, you know. And so a lot of schadenfreude going on out there. And the question I would throw out there is, do you join that schadenfreude? Do you? Should you do that? And I will just put it out there. I'll just throw it, throw it out there that, you know, while, of course, I disagree with Megan Rapinoe's uh, viewpoints on a lot of things, including, like, should biological males be able to play in the women's soccer league, which she has advocated for, apparently. Um, I, come a, I come a bit to the defense of Megan Rapinoe in this situation and, you know, would not want to engage in some kind of a pile-on of an individual in this situation. And that just brings a lot of questions with it. You know, you, you, you know, you see that here's just this young woman who, um, in an incredibly tense and crucial moment in soccer, those shootouts are incredibly tense. Immense pressure on the players. Oh, my gosh. If you saw the, the Men's World Cup last year, and, yeah, there were some shootouts and. That last game was incredible, but Lionel Messi got all of his shots in, the world superstar. And um, anyway, I, it, you know, you can separate the, the player and the soccer and the game from the individual's viewpoints. But of course, you know, you start doing stuff like that, you start bringing this kind of uh, soulful compassion into politics and you know that the other side does not do that. And you never see that from the other side. You know, are, are you disarming yourself by, by injecting compassion? I just want to put it out there. It's like, should, should you, do you, is it justified to feel the schadenfreude for the, uh, you know, Megan Rapinoe just having the, uh, I mean, it could not have been written better in terms of, the humiliation of Megan Rapinoe in her last World Cup game for the U.S. women's team. So where, where should we come down on that, you know? Is it being soft to not want to pile on and to express forgiveness and condolence? Or is it, is it more proper to be, boy, you know, we're at a dangerous time in this country, and, you know, when someone like this who has, you know, intensely badmouthed anybody that, you know, would be in the what I call the political center of this country. Well, anyway, 
I'll just see if anybody has some thoughts on that. We'll get into that here as the show goes on. And I might do a little conversation about what is political moderate, what is far right, what is far left. And I have to tell you again, I do segments on this from time to time, that I am straight up a moderate. I am a moderate. You know, and if you're moderate, you know, you might put America first, which is a very moderate position. You might not be in favor of World War III with Ukraine, which I am not. You might be in favor of a, a secure border. You might be in favor of the Constitution, liberty, freedom for the American people. You might be in favor of American independence, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, all the amendments, actually. You might be opposed to censorship, the censorship industrial complex, and you might be opposed to the unelected bureaucrats calling the shots, running the show in this country. That's, you know, the political moderates, the political center. And to the extent that does not seem like the political center, you understand what the blizzard of propaganda is doing to this country. Okay, uh, yeah, we'll go through, yeah, the the indictments of President Trump. Yeah, you know, you boy, it's for all the marbles in 2024. Most important election ever, says Trump, in the history of the world, perhaps, not just this country. It's a turning point. It's a turning point. And boy, is it going to get intense. Trump on top of all the polls, just by miles, beating Biden in most every poll I have seen. DeSantis continues to drop, drop like a rock. We'll talk about DeSantis. He's having trouble maintaining his big donors Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the the peril of when you are dependent on just a few people with big dollars supporting you. Mike Pence has apparently raked in millions on speaking gigs around the world. That's interesting. United States majority opposes more aid to Ukraine as we hover on the precipice of World War III. Bit of Devin Archer, Trump speaking in Alabama, South Carolina. All kinds of good stuff ahead. Check on in with us. Matt Dunn. Backbone Radio. Shiny, happy people by R.E.M. bringing us back. Extra points if you know who the female backup singer is on that tune. And Blake, off the top of your head, do you know who that is? Uh, yeah, I think we didn't we talk about this. Isn't it the Cranberries Girl? Uh, nope. No. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, thanks oh, wait. for playing, Blake. Sinead. Uh. Sinead. Nope. No. Uh, By the way, we lost Sinead O'Connor last week. That is very sad. Sinead O'Connor, did you hear that? She passed away. Very young woman. Dang. Nothing compares to you. Mandink. Mandinka. That was one of her great songs in the early 90s. But that, that song written by Prince, Nothing Compares to You. And But anyway, Blake. I just sorry that you uh you you missed that trivia question, but it's Kate Pearson of the B fifty twos. Oh. And you know what town both REM and the B fifty twos hail from? Mm, I do not, no. <clears throat> Thanks for playing. <laughs> Blake. That would be Athens, Georgia. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> now if it was a sixties, seventies question, you'd be all over it, yes? Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But so yeah, Kate Pearson B fifty twos and they uh they played a lot of gigs together before they were like famous and stuff. And anyway, yeah, I'm gonna throw that out there. Go to the phone lines here, but the Megan Rapineau missing her penalty kick, ensuring the loss 
for the American women's soccer team this morning, I don't know. Do we pile on there or do we express forgiveness for a fellow human being who is suffering right now and embarrassed right now? You know what I'm saying? Where do we come down on that? Are we better than the other side? Or if our being better than the other side allows us to become more weak and more vulnerable and to help sort of lose the country. Do you know what I'm saying? Throwing that out there. Where should we go on the Megan Rapinoe stuff? And I've got the audio of a few things that were discussed after the whiff, the miss, and everything. But my inclination is to be, you know, speak out a little in defense of Megan Rapinoe. What do you th- what do you think of that? Am I alienating anybody? And I don't have text to studio up yet. I'm going to be working on that. But let's say a little hello, Brad. Is this Brad in Lakewood? Welcome, Brad. Yeah, thank you for taking my phone call. Yes. Yesterday, the Republican Party had a chance to fix a problem, problem, and once again, thanks to the rhinos, they blew it. They had a chance to drop out or take a step toward get rid of the open primary, and once again, they decided to keep it. And uh, they say it will disenfranchise voters or we'd end the primary. Well, first place, it wouldn't disenfranchise, disenfranchise any voters. They just have to switch to our. And even if they did get rid of the primary, what we're doing now isn't working. We've lost, what, 23 statewide offices since we went to open primary. You think at a certain point the rhinos in the party would realize that this isn't working, and even if we do have to change with the times, because so many Democrats have moved from California, keeping the open primary isn't the way to do it. So... How are things ever going to get better? You're speaking of Colorado, the Colorado Republican Party. And I actually, I had not heard how that went down. I knew that that was forthcoming. And I guess that happened uh, yesterday, right? Yeah, it failed. Uh, It was a Saturday meeting. And and a lot of the problem is we elect these bonus members, and the bonus members don't even show up to vote. So uh, of what incentive do the rest of us have to get involved in the party if we elect bonus party members? And they don't even show up to vote. Now, how come it is the case that some people are saying that what the Republican Party plan was in Colorado was to get rid of the primary? How is that mistaken, in to the best of your knowledge, Brad, to make that argument? I don't. I don't. I don't think it. Real, they say it will get rid of the open primary, but uh, or, or the, the primary, primary altogether. That's that's yeah. what I was hearing people say that it. If the state GOP did what they planned on doing yesterday, or at least wanted to do or intended to do, apparently it did not happen, that that would have somehow ended the primary. And I haven't looked into the mechanics of it, but do you know why they're saying that? I'm I'm not really sure, but even if we did get rid of the primary, uh, what we're doing right now isn't working. At least, assuming we didn't have the primary a few years back before we got rid of open primary, we, we held all three branches of the government, the House, the Senate. Bill Owens was governor. So evidently what we were doing a few years ago wasn't working. So why would, uh, once we realize the open primary isn't working, why do we want to keep it? Because there's too, there's too many rhinos in the party. I mean, anything Dick Wadhams is opposed to, you automatically support, is, uh, is the way I look at it. Fair enough. And was it a close call? Was it a close vote yesterday? You know, I'm not really sure of okay. uh, exact results, but on and if Christy Burton Brown would have signed that brief on April 8th a few years ago, 
we'd have the lawsuit moving forward. So uh, there's plenty of blame that goes back years ago. Uh, Jeff Hayes didn't want to fight 107 and 108 in court, so uh, we might have done too much damage in the past where it's going to be hard for Dave Williams to fix it. Right. Uh, and are you an advocate of Dave Williams at this point in his uh, leadership of the state GOP? Absolutely. Yeah. And he, he seems pretty darn solid to you? Absolutely. I've met him. He uh, seems like a real nice guy, and uh, he's doing a good job. But when it's like Trump, when you have Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell against you, you can't accomplish much. And uh, Dave Williams has a lot of the rhinos uh, trying to fight him at every turn. Uh, it's hard to do your job when people are fighting you left and right, you know? Right, right. And that that's one thing where I apologize for this is not the kind of stuff that I've been dialed in on and really pursuing the details and that we know that the state Republican Party, you know, has gone through, you know, quite a uh, series of cascading disasters going back to roughly 2006, maybe you'd say even 2004, in which it's just been kind of loss after loss after loss. And the whole slate of Republican candidates end up losing, losing, losing and losing big, most especially in this last election cycle, 2020, which was or 2022, which was which was brutal. And, you know, the establishment, more minded Republicans in the state got the all the candidates they wanted to run. Right, Brad, it was all of the what people called the most electable Republican candidates got, uh, you know, they were the nominees in the primary, and they went on and they lost by 10, 12, 14, 16 points, right? Every single one of them. And what the establishment would then come back and say is, well, if it would have been the uh, non-establishment candidates, they would have lost by even more, right? Do you have any thoughts on that? Do you, do you I mean, do you think... Ron Hanks might have done better in the election against, um, uh, oh, whoever it was. Joe O'Day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Joe, then Joe O'Day, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think so, because at least Ron Hanks would have given conservative reason to vote, and Ron Hanks would have put up a fight. Tina Peters would have put up a fight. And common sense should tell anyone listening that when the Democrats were openly saying, we're going to switch from Democrat to unaffiliated, so we can vote for Don Corum over Lauren Boebert. At that point, the Republican Party should have woke up because the Democrats are flat out telling us what they're going to do, and the Republican establishment still doesn't do anything. Interesting. You know, uh, the reason why I don't follow the mechanics of this as much is because I have a certain amount of skepticism about the mail-in ballot in general, Brad, if that makes sense. I think... What we're dealing with in elections today is not exactly voters and individual voters filling in their own ballots that are going in and pressing buttons on machines, but we're dealing with ballots, ballots, pieces of paper, and getting ballots in, or uh, not really even paper, I guess, at this point, right? But uh, we're dealing with ballots, which is different than votes. Does that make sense, what I'm saying, Brad? Yeah, I agree. I think and Republicans go can go after each other all they want, and we can have this infighting and all that. But you know, if it's the mail ballot scenario, then yeah, that's where we are, right? Never give up, sings Sia. Never give up. No, no, no. Pretty fair motto to be living by, right? I think so. As an adherent 
of that philosophy in life. And I don't know, what about Megan Rapinoe? And again, dropping this out there, Megan Rapinoe, you know, on the far, far left side of the political spectrum and very vocal, very outspoken, very, very, very critical of people like Donald Trump and, you know, the middle working classes of this country that support putting America first. Yeah. And uh, here's how it went down this morning, missing the shot, just so we hear hear how it happened live earlier today. Right over the bar, over to the right, and the Rapinoe miss, by the way, she was barely even in the game at all, came in at the very end of the game and was one of the players either selected to take the penalty kick or because you were one of the last ones on the field um, when at the end of overtime that you uh, are obligated to do. I'm not sure the exact rules of how they work that out, but mm, so Rapinoe shows up. Barely gets any playing time, then comes in and misses, and that ensured the United States defeat this morning. The women's soccer team loses, and they had they were the reigning champions. They had they had won in the last women's World Cup. Okay, and so of course there's there's a bit of a pile on, a bit of a pile on going on, and uh, yeah, here's on Twitter, Vince Langman says this, not only did the anti-American woke woman's soccer team lose today, Megan Rapinoe missed a penalty kick that would have sealed the win for the USA. Talk about a win-win. And one of the most hilarious accounts over on Twitter, Cat Turd is the name. That, that, that individual's tweets get viewed by millions. Millions. And adding on, they say, the anti-American USA woke women's soccer team has been eliminated and Megan Rapinoe is the cause of it. I can't stop laughing, end quote, from Cat Turd. Now, you, you, you understand the sentiment there, right? I mean, you certainly understand the sentiment when, uh, you know, this outspoken individual and the U.S. women's soccer team apparently not standing for the American national anthem. And that's always been one of my bugaboos, one of my pet peeves, shall we say, is when our professional athletes representing, in many cases, the United States of America, or just professional athletes on their own teams, which are not official or formal representatives of this country, but when they kneel for the American national anthem and all that. that that you know that that really turns me off in a big big way but um but so what do we do when we do do we say do we pile on you know with you know cat turd who is a great great hilarious writer and who gets everything right but i just i just wonder you know is this the time to step back a little step back a little and just sort of let this let this individual who's obviously going to be suffering and not easy, uh, you know, kind of get through this moment, this, you know, humiliating, embarrassing moment that her last World Cup, Rapinoe's last World Cup, 
And, you know, what does anybody have any special inclination on that? Do you, do you pile on or do you not pile on? I'm just kind of curious. And here's just, just a little bit more audio. Um, the announcer... I believe this is Fox Soccer talking about end of the road for Megan Rapinoe. This is right after the missed kick. One shot on target and still one. It's the end of the road for Megan Rapinoe. Give us a quick summation of her impact on the women's game, is it? Well, it's, it's not defined by tonight, that is for one thing. Her ability as a footballer has been there for the whole world to see. You can just look at the emotion and the feeling. God knows what she's feeling right now. She looks... Yeah, who knows what she's feeling right now. And I do have some of her commentary that she said, you know, interviewed. And I'm just, just you know, looking incredibly sad. Incredibly sad out there. Um, Wall Street Silver on Twitter says this, quote, It looks like the anti-American, anti-women activist Megan Rapinoe led Team USA into the loss and kicked out of the World Cup early. Piers Morgan on Twitter Quote, on a positive note, Ms. Rapinoe wants to pack the U.S. women's national team with biological males, so they should win everything going forward. End quote. Here's a tweet from Joe Concha. Megan Rapinoe, who ex-teammates say bullied them into kneeling for the national anthem, was invisible during this tournament until this miss on a penalty kick helped seal the women's team early exit against Sweden. So, yeah, um, you get the idea. You know, there's quite quite a pile on. Uh, someone else says, yeah, the U.S. women's soccer team got absolutely curb-stomped by Sweden. The game was lost because Megan Rapinoe missed a penalty kick. And who is that? Joey Manorino. And, um, but Hillary Clinton steps up and says this. Hillary Clinton says, quote, I'm forever proud of our U.S. women's national team. This team will come back better and stronger because that's what American women do. So Hillary weighs in, and <laughs> you see how all this goes. And my my take on this is, is that um, it's better to step back from this kind of thing and not do that kind of pile-on thing. But that should not in any way hamper us from engaging in the effort to to save this nation with all we've got. Now, Republicans are known, like the establishment, rhino Republicans, they don't do anything. They lay down. They always, they lose. And by design, like the raid of Mar-a-Lago and all these indictments, what do the Republicans do? Nothing. They're, they leave Trump out there twisting in the wind. But don't worry, Trump can handle it just fine. Trump is not worried and all that. But, you know, and if you know that if, if, um, if, Say just say you know uh, some MAGA Republican type soccer player went out there and missed a penalty kick. Oh, the condemnation from the left would be without guilt, without conscience. I mean, just ripping. So, what's the right answer here? Let's let's get to the phone lines. And I think line one. I can't see my my lines. This might be Marathon Man Rick. Rick, are you here, sir? Yes, I am. Welcome. Glad Welcome. you are here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even have to think on this one. Yeah, I am ecstatic that the un-American soccer team lost. I've had it with all sports, <laughs> with the lefty crap. They, they've ruined everything for me. Everything they touched, they ruined, Matt. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And uh, I will admit that I have not spent time watching the uh, women's national team. I did catch a few minutes, and I've got a bunch of little kids, two two daughters, in fact, who were soccer players. But I was not going to be interested in watching them play because of the kneeling thing. It, it oh. takes the fun out of it for me. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, you're not afflicted by guilt or no. of conscience, and the oh, shout and fruit no. is is okay on your end. Absolutely, <laughs> not even giving it a thought. <laughs> Okay. Well, my mother was born in Stockholm, so, you know. <laughs> who, who, oh, your mother? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Okay. So, uh, so you, we, you know, say, say we were not woke. The American team was not, you know, this woke team and all that, kneeling for the anthem. W- would you have gone USA? Would you have preferred USA or Sweden? Oh, of course. Yeah, okay. I'm just using that as a little extra bonus. That's all. Yeah. yeah. I, well, uh, it's, it's one of those things, man, where, uh, I mean, Missing a penalty kick, if you, you've probably seen the, the penalty kick scenarios in soccer. Oh, gosh, yeah. that is as much stress as going to be put on a human being, period. Right? Yeah, she choked. Cho- <laughs> yes. She choked. She's a choker. Like all lefties, they choke. Yep. And do you, you know, wonder my- if her being so outspoken maybe helped that choke happen because she kind of had it in the back of her mind? Oh, gosh, if I miss this, oh, man, absolutely. they're going to come down on me. I believe any sports psychologist would agree with you 100%. Yep. Yep. It might just be easier to just play the game, kneel for the anthem, and focus on the game, right? Not maybe trying to change the world and all that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, Rick, a bracing commentary there. And I'm kind of winking at you saying that, you know, half of me agrees with you. And the other half, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. If, <laughs> somehow, if if we, if we try to rise above rise above the cannibalism of this country, is I don't know. Maybe that just means we get eaten. I don't know, Rick. Thank you, sir. Yeah, the Avett brothers, who were just in Red Rocks, and Blake, you were there. Yes, indeedy. You were there that night. We played this when I was filling in for Randy Corcoran one evening, and you were here. And you hear that harmony, brother. The brother harmonizing Everly Brothers level harmony, in my opinion. I bet they didn't play Laundry Room though, and when you saw them, did they? Uh, this is one of their lower tier hits. Oh yeah, they, they played three nights though, so they probably played all their songs. Probably had a lot of repeat customers too. Uh oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah did yeah. you go all three nights, just one night? No, I go. I I go one night. My brother goes every night, though. He did. Down. He went yeah. all three every year. He goes yeah. all three. It's crazy. Well, this is the tune "Laundry Room." That to me, that's their best, their best harmony song, and I love to bring that stuff out. It's Backbone Radio. It's Matt Dunn three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one, and we're just talking about. Is it weird that I want to reach out and you know be forgiving and kind and gentle to? The woke Megan Rapinoe, who just lost the U.S. soccer team game by missing the penalty kick this morning. And I was kind of going out talking to great caller Rick, who is an amazing human being. He's run. He's coming up on coming up on 300 marathons, that guy. Dang. But uh, I think you see how one side tries to eat the other side, and the other side tries to eat back, and it's cannibalism. We're kind of reverting to savagery on some level. But the savagery is, in my opinion, about 90% on the left 
and just a little bit on the right, and the left has the ability to control the narrative and the propaganda, and they can censor you and do all the stuff, right? And the left would feel no guilt for cannibalizing some MAGA soccer player who missed a tournament or missed a, missed a shot. But yet we on the right are known for we're the people with the conscience and, you know, more sometimes more faith-based and gentler and turn-the-other-cheek kind of attitudes. And sometimes you do just wonder, you know, you turn the other cheek so they can hit you on the other cheek, does that, I mean, in this cannibalistic world, does that allow you to get eaten if you show softness, if you show weakness? And maybe I haven't quite resolved all this in my head, you know? You know, how do you respond to that? You know, you, what do you do? What do you do? Do you turn the other cheek? You know, that's what Republicans tend to do. It's kind of why we're losing the country, yeah? But you see, the Republicans aren't actually turning the other cheek because they're they're eating any Republican who's not part of the establishment. The Washington generals, you know, that's their job is to go out there and lose, corral Republican voters, and send their actual America first sentiments into the ditch. It's kind of this big game we play in this country. But uh, let's let's say hello to, uh, is this, uh, who, who is, I can't see the name, uh, who, who do, Jack, Jack Wyoming on his new phone. Jack, uh, did we lose Jack? No, I'm here. Oh, uh, Jack. Okay, there you are. Welcome. Glad you're on board. Yeah. Uh, the reason I called is uh, you're going to have to forgive me for having such a limited vocabulary. Uh, you're so forgiven. Ask, thank you. Uh, what does woke mean? Woke? Yeah, uh, I mean, that's not a word I grew up with, actually. Yeah, that's the word that uh, everybody uses and kind of knows what it means. Should I uh, pull up a formal definition here i mean i could i could pull it pull it up uh and um oh this is very helpful it says past of wake <laughs> what is the dictionary definition of woke woke <laughs> woke is now defined in this dictionary as aware of and actively attentive to important facts and issues especially issues of racial and social justice and identified as u.s slang so um that's uh you know social justice is the is the upshot of woke okay well i I'm, i've never quite understood where it came from i understand when an alarm clock goes off you wake up and then you're woke yeah but i so it does it kind of imply a a new enlightenment for the for the liberals in right other words, they've been right well so in other words if if the woke process with the social justice enlightens them so they've advanced their their ability to understand things and they're smarter because of it yes my they're... big my my big question was if where they're at now is smarter than where they used to be how stupid did they used to be um <laughs> <laughs> i see where you're going with that jack and yeah it's a you know an in, enlightened enlightenment it's, it's a way to say enlightenment right Right. And claiming that uh, some people are awake and enlightened and, you know, the rest of this benighted country is out there living in the dark with ignorance um, and low intelligence and the rest of it. That's that's what it all boils down to. So uh, I don't know, Jack, uh, you sound pretty woke to me, like a woke kind of guy. But um, Did, yeah, you got that one. Where, where do you come down on the? You know, I've described if you've heard it the the Megan Rapinoe scenario. Uh, do you? You know, do you? Uh, are you, you a forgiver? Both, you and, and and Randy both asked me questions that are in the 
that are in the uh, you know the popular culture. I don't have a television. My son, who graduated from CU, I don't know how many years ago, he's, he's never owned. We don't. We're not tele. We don't. Television to us is nothing but a waste of time. So, so when you Amen. ask stuff about sports or anything, and, and somebody came out with something, if it was on the television platform, I don't see it because I don't watch the television. I, I was a, a week in the hospital down there at, at Anschutz, and uh, you know they got the big TV in front of you, and I, I can't watch any of that stuff at all. I mean, it's just for me, it's torture. Same so here. So when you ask me stuff that's that's in the popular news, if it's only been on the on the television. Then I I don't uh, I, I haven't seen it. Well, think of how much uh, brain space you are saving for stuff that's actually important, and um, think of how much brain space you are saving that you don't have to, you know, have that whole propaganda thing going on inside your mind, which is essentially what that is. I don't even watch TV, by the way, on airplanes. You get on an airplane, you got that screen no. in front of your face. No. And I find some way to it's, like uh, dim it all. Sometimes you can't even turn them off. You have to like dim it all the way down, so it's little, like you can't little, see it. Little, little Patty Moynihan said it best when he called it "boob bait for the bubbas." That was like in 1972. Yeah, that's one of my diagnoses of our culture today is that it is screen dominated, and the screens, boy, they are they are a tool. They are a tool for the powerful. They are a tool for the propagandists. And everything gets well, boiled into a screen. Yes. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.